0: Culture.
1: following contains exquisite
0: Your host, Captain and DJ Uncle Earl, and the Underground Experience. Matt Zarley has received critical acclaim as an openly gay singer-songwriter and has been named one of People Magazine's hottest bachelors. He's performed on Broadway and had four consecutive Billboard Dance hits. He's been named one of Billboard Magazine's critics' top ten picks for the year in two thousand eight. Matt's passion for songwriting resulted in his first solo album, Debut, which was released in 2002 and received critical acclaim. So on his next recording, Here I Am, had its title track chosen as one of the 2008 American Idol Songwriter Competition's Top 20 Finalists. Zali is also an internationally published songwriter and has had numerous songs and recorded and released overseas by some of the biggest names in the international music scene. This guy does it all. He's an actor, singer, dancer, and my friend. How you doing, man?
1: What's up, Uncle Earl? How you doing? I'm doing good. Good, good to see you. It's good to see you, too. It's that been was a
0: quite an intro. Jeez. Oh, you're I was like,
2: like, all right. It's all you. You got a lot of hats
0: on that head. <laughs> it's so funny. You can handle it, though. But yeah, we haven't seen each other for a while, but we've Long been time. keeping in touch through the yeah. years. I've um, been trying to do this for a, what, a year, it at seems least. like. Yeah, about. Yeah. Uh, about, yeah. yeah. I've been here about two, so yeah, about half that. Yeah. So, so, so what's, what's new in your world right now? Oh, my goodness. Um, Just your um, world. Not my, entertainment or my just personal you. World? I mean, you as you as Matt. Yeah. You know, um, How you doing?
1: I'm doing really good. Yeah. You know, it's you know I went through a, a breakup a couple months ago, which has mm. been a little tough. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. Okay. Um, but it's sort of got my creative juices flowing again. So mm. I'm Writing a bunch of new stuff, which mm-hmm. is always great. Um, heartache is the best thing to sort of draw inspiration from. <laughs> so in that respect, it's great. Yeah. Um, You know, it's turning the negative into a positive. Mm-hmm. You know, enjoying my summer, and, you know, I'm on the road a lot right now, and wrapping up this project, and mm. spending some time with family and mm. friends, and I don't know if you know, do you know Dennis Stowe? I do. You know, I not yes, He was I just do. here this weekend. What,
0: Lee? Staying with me. Aww.
1: At my house, it was great to catch up with him, and, uh, you know, just enjoying my summer. And
0: cool. And you are a Los Angelen. I am. How do you say that, Los Angeles? Angelino. 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 You are. Boy I am. Racing. I mean, I,
1: we settled here when I was 10 years old, so I... I was born in the midwest so okay. it, my parents like to sort of consider me a midwestern boy but
0: Corn midwest, yeah, a, yeah little bit, a, little bit, <laughs> a
1: little bit a little bit but um i grew up in, in l.a i like we'll to stay say in l.a, LA.
0: okay so. and let's let's go back in time yeah. now what what kind of boy was a little mad
1: obsessed with music um I used to lock myself... Well, there's a couple things I did as a kid that, I, I, that are really, really vivid memories mm-hmm. for me. One of them was my obsession with music, and I used to lock myself in my bedroom for mm-hmm. hours and listen to the Captain and <laughs> I swear to okay. God. And Elton John and Billy Joel mm. and um, Melissa Manchester. Mm. Um, and the other obsession I had was, was dancing. Mm. And I was a tumbler when I was younger, and... I'm sure you can relate to this You probably did this too Most kids did But I would push back The coffee table And like do little shows oh, yeah For, yeah, oh, for yeah. my parents uh-huh. And like If my parents well, had people over I, I always found that To be the perfect opportunity To do a little performance When they had friends over I, It's kind of I ballsy was actually now, but shy
0: I, I was an introvert as You
1: kid. know what it's weird, because I think of myself as being sort of shy, too. But when it came to that... Oh, go. I was like, look at me. You know what I mean? And <laughs> seriously, I would, I would push back, you know, the, the coffee table and just go. And, like, my parents didn't really think anything of it. They would just <laughs> sort of let me That's be. That's cool. Um, That's good. But, you know, one of my the funniest memories as a kid, I think I was probably, like, seven years old. Mm-hmm. I put on a stage version of Escape to Witch Mountain oh really do you remember Disney used to have those <laughs> records that were um, had dialogue yes like they had like, little bits of underscore and then like half a scene and yes. go, like. And so I had the Escape to Which Mountain album which I was obsessed
0: with okay. as a kid
1: that and Logan's <laughs> Run were like my two obsessions
0: I liked yeah. Logan's Run
1: yeah and I, I put on like a stage version, you know? I put signs up around the, around and the did you perform
0: room. all the parts yourself no I directed oh you had players kids and they were not happy
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, it was really fun. That's one memory that I have as a kid. It's crazy memory.
0: Do you have brothers and sisters?
1: I do have a brother and a sister. Both yeah. Younger.
0: Are they involved in the arts at all? No. no. What do. you do. I'm really the only one who thinks... In your family? Any,
1: yeah, really, of anybody. Of.
0: So how did... I mean, I know you did this as a kid, but what was the first thing, the first spark that made you really want to be in the entertainment industry?
1: Um, you know, as a really young kid I think it was watching my cousins that I was closest to, which were like three three or four of my girl cousins, um, take dance class. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of what influenced me to want to just take dance and do that. And I was really, really devoted really early really early on. Um, whereas like a lot of kids sort of treat it as like a hobby. It was like immediately I was like, devoted. Mm-hmm. You know.
0: So your life is sort of like Chorus Line. A little bit. Watching CCC dance. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I mean, you did Chorus line. I did Chorus That was my yeah. first show. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, I mean, that's my, sort of as a young kid, but then like, I really started taking class when I was about 11, 11 years old, mm-hmm. and immediately was hooked and completely dedicated to it.
0: And I see, at 12, I mean, you... Just jump right off with paychecks right away. You were doing commercials know. and...
1: What was that about? I have no...
0: Television and... and the weird the thing is, is
1: the way I processed it <laughs> as a kid, is I didn't... I never got, like, caught up in the hype of it, like, mm. oh, look at me, I'm... Mm-hmm. It was like a job. Mm. It's weird. Mm-hmm. I think back now how I processed it. I get it. You know what I mean? I get it. Yeah, yeah. and when I moved away at 17, mm-hmm. just a few years later, really, mm-hmm. it it was a really big deal. But for me, I didn't see it as a big deal. I thought, oh, right. that's a natural progression. Then right. you work really hard and you get on <laughs> you, scholarships and you take twenty classes a week right. and a couple years later you're gonna be on Broadway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's kinda of nuts. <laughs> you know, my parents let yeah. me do it and they, you know, were very supportive. It was a little a little tougher, I think, on my dad, because my dad wasn't around as much when I was mm-hmm. growing up. So he didn't see the natural progression where my mom mm-hmm. Would sit in the car when I was in dance class. Right. And, right.
0: You know. Did they see a lot of your productions? Did, did they support you? Did they come?
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, as, as an adult, you mean? I
0: mean, as a kid and as an adult. You no,
1: know, my mom was always your there. Mom. Okay. Uh, my, my dad traveled a lot for work, so he missed out on some of the stuff, mm-hmm. you know? And when I got my first job and my equity card, um, I graduated high school a year early, and I got cats that summer. And when okay. I went up, left for New York, <laughs> go to New York for two months for rehearsal. My dad took me to the airport, and it was like he just, I can't believe this is
2: happening. <laughs> you
1: know, and we weren't super close growing up, you know, just because he wasn't around. Right, and right. Um, I, I'll never forget it was most one of the most special moments in my life as he gave me this beautiful letter, just saying how proud he was, and you can't believe this day is here. He can't believe I'm leaving. You. you know, it was a it was a big wake up call I think for him, and it really was the turning point in our relationship. And. Um, for him, he, I think he was freaked out. I was going to New York, <laughs> at seventeen. I think that's now it's
0: a big job. It's a big that's, deal. That's a big Yet deal.
1: With me, like once again, I mm-hmm. processed it in a very adult way, sort mm-hmm. of matter of fact way, and it seemed like the next step for me in life. So here, i think mean, think about it now. It's so weird, but
0: wow. Well, let's leave him with that for one moment, and um, we'll be back with more with Matt Zarley and Uncle here on the Experience right after the news. Way that Experience, and I'm here in studio with Mad Zarley. Hey, Matt. Hey there. How you, How you doing? doing? How you doing? I'm doing good. good. How you doing? I'm doing. I'm doing good. Doing good. Fine. Now, I'm a New Yorker, but I want to know what it's like for someone at that at a young age of 17 coming to New York. What was that, what was that
1: like? like? Um, it's really interesting. It's very vivid hmm. to me. That whole time in my life is still so clear in my memory um you know i moved to new york basically just to rehearse cats for about seven weeks before we went on the road it was the tour the second tour there was three tours when i was the second one i went out um all i remember really at that time other than rehearsing in that process is i literally would get up go straight to 890 rehearse for eight hours take a cab home. I wouldn't take the train yet I'm still not <laughs> comfortable with the train you know, and this was 1986 this was a little bit of a different time mm-hmm. it wasn't really what it is now where it's just so safe and right. clean right. it's different it right. was different then right. and coming from California this young kid from the suburbs so I would take a cab home and um, I, I would go back to my little bed breakfast type corporate apartment that my dad helped me find where are you
0: staying what area
1: um, 50 Fourth and
0: second. Okay. Is that Marie here? No. No, Marie is you doing lower, like in the thirties.
1: What what would what is that I can't remember the name of it's that area.
0: Upper East Side. Well not it's, Upper East, it's m- east mid-east, mid-east Side, it's East yeah, Mid
1: East. I guess <laughs> but um, I literally wouldn't do anything. Mm. I wouldn't go out to dinner. I I would like maybe go to the grocery store, mm. like around the corner. So I was Did you know park.
0: anybody at all? I anything? didn't know anybody. Yeah. I didn't oh, know that's anybody. Fresh.
1: The only person I started rehearsal two days before the cast, because so I was playing Mungo Jerry. Mm-hmm. And Joanne Hunter, mm-hmm. who's one of my best okay. friends yeah. to this day still, she's the only person that I had actually, I actually met her when I was 12 mm-hmm. at a dance convention. Cool. She was 16. Mm-hmm. So we had met briefly, and I remembered her, yeah. you know, because when you're young, you remember everything like that. Right, right. And um, I went up to her the first day, and it was Joanne, myself, and um, Renny Slavacek and we, we're like sort of the, the more featured dancers in the cast so we started early so I, um, I sort of knew who Joanne was but that's really it I didn't know anybody so I would go to rehearsal come home to my little apartment and review all my stuff that I learned that day
0: now where did the tour go I mean what, how, long, it how up, long was the tour first of all
1: well the tour I it's funny Joanne and I left the same day you actually did. too really <laughs> <saved>. um, <clears throat> the, the tour itself lasted about two and a half years I guess how long did you stay I stayed for a year and a half I
0: hear like, you like to brother. the day I hear you
1: the day you know it it was a really tough show and i also did Mistopheles, which was really tough and Mm -hmm. it's funny i mean at that age that role i mean it's a huge role Mm -hmm. i don't know who i thought i was (laughs) getting my equity card doing this part i mean it was just kind of crazy um but it it was an i have to say like that whole experience they really i was the youngest person i think at Mm -hmm. that time to ever do the show Mm -hmm. and they really um they really took care of me. I mean, yeah. the cast really just took me under their wing and really sort of watched out for me. And I was That's I was right. a good kid. I didn't get yeah. into trouble. You know,
0: back in the day, there was more of a sense of family in theater. People really watched out. And now, it's like every man for himself.
1: Isn't that weird? I, my <laughs> theater experience, all the stuff,
0: with the exception really of Chorus Line, but
1: everything else I've done was very, very family-feeling. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. You
1: know, Chorus Line was different, and that was the first show I did actually on Broadway. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which was writing for Cats And the thing about that show It had been running for so long You know And here I was coming right. in I had done the show <laughs> Like You know Like a local production But mm-hmm. I'd never done the show With Michael Bennett And Bob Avian right, And those right. people And here I'm walking And you know It was an open call They never had open calls At the time mm-hmm. And um, Deli Lively Was playing Val I did the show in Vegas With her Right before I got Cats I did like it for two months wow. I got paid like $150 a week I'm not dollars 250, was 250 a week Wasn't
0: it great though?
1: It was amazing. And I, I flew out to LA for this open call, and I got there, and I'm thinking it's an invited call. I thought they were... Cause they had called and said, here's the mm-hmm. information, come. And I got there, and there was 100 people there for one role. Wow. Because at that time, no, they never had open calls for the show.
0: So, so everybody everyone was like... And their dog. For one he, part. Yeah.
1: And I got it. It was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. And that the thing is, that was a little bit different, because I was the first of the new crop of the end of the show mm-hmm. they brought. They started bringing people that had never done the show before which actually sort of revitalized the show
0: you mm-hmm. see. you've done you've, you've starred in Joseph too
1: I did Joseph the revival of Joseph Where on Broadway on Broadway
2: yeah, I was on
1: <laughs> I was an original swing All right. um, mm-hmm. and I understudied Joseph cool. cool I had to go on for that and, um, that was my next my yeah, I guess that was after Chorus Line, and then I did, um. Well, actually, after Chorus Line, I left to do Skits of the Spider Woman.
0: With um, Cheetah. This was before Cheetah. Before Cheetah. Do
1: you remember the production that was at SUNY Purchase? Hal directed it, and Susan Stroman choreographed
0: it. Ooh, oh, the very first one. Do you remember that one? one?
1: The very first one. Okay. So I, I did that production, ah. and we were supposed to come to Broadway, and we got a horrible review by the Absolutely. New York Times, and they reviewed it, and it was a workshop. Right.
0: But it they it like it was a show a because big...
1: we were charging money to come see it Because mm-hmm. we it was a whole new production a whole new um, series that they were doing to develop new shows mm-hmm. which was The Secret Garden My Favorite Year and Spider-Woman okay. they all became mm-hmm. they all mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. happened on Broadway at some point on. later yeah. but um, so we died a premature death basically mm-hmm. and then it finally got to Broadway I think maybe three years later with Rob Marshall right. um, and Cheetah
0: mm-hmm.
1: and, um, and they had asked me to do it at that point but at that point I was actually back out here in L.A. And then I got Joseph. And Joseph, I was going to be understudying Joseph, which was, for me, at that point, as you know, yeah. when you're a dancer trying to cross over, and you know,
0: you sort it. of
1: in that period, I started to cross over mm-hmm. and become more really focused on my voice and mm-hmm. my singing and mm-hmm. my music. And, you know, I just, it was, I couldn't pass it It's that. necessary. Yeah, it's, it's really tough <laughs> to know. make that transition as yeah, a dancer. It is. It's, they don't, <clears> it you is. Know, and I was really valuable as a dancer and as an understudy. So... My bargaining thing was, like, I will go to Broadway with the show if you give me the understudy. And they did. Okay. So I came back to New York. Asking
0: you shall receive. Right? But they weren't going to. Yeah.
1: You know, they weren't because they saw me as a dancer who was valuable, who would do all this other stuff. But they mm-hmm. didn't see me as like that yet. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got to change people's minds. You have minds. to tell
0: them. You yeah. have to let them know. You do. So
1: exactly. I came back to New York, did that. It was, <laughs> it was fun. And then after that, I did Hot Mercado at the Fords, which... Every, everyone that, with, yeah. with Brenda Braxton and okay. that whole crew. Yes. Loretta Divine and that. Yeah. And then I got Tommy on Broadway, which to this day is still the most special experience of my life. I mean, it was really who just.
0: Who was the acid queen
1: in that? Cheryl Freeman. Cheryl. Freeman. She was there the whole run. Right.
0: Cheryl Freeman. I did play on her. She was there the whole run. Her. Yeah.
1: And I okay. was the pinball lad. So I sang mm-hmm. Pinball wizard, And I understudied mm-hmm. Tommy and I got to do it a lot. And you know what? It was just one of those experiences that is really rare in theater and just I had the the show had so much integrity Mm -hmm. and when I saw the show I remember saying to myself I don't care what I do in the show I just want to be a part of it Mm. it was so special so revolutionary sometimes it's just
0: great to be a part of the experience
1: experience. exactly (laughs) and when I got offered that part I was like oh yeah Mm. you know and Wayne Salento was just the, the dreamiest person to work with to me and our chorus line connection too we just we were bonded and we just really Mm. hit it off and Des was great and Pete Townsend was great and Mm. just the whole experience was so special and the cast was just like Norm Lewis Michael McCorrey Alice Ripley Michael Cerverus. I mean cream of the crop what? I mean seriously? (laughs) It was all like principles in the ensemble and it was just one of those things that's just really rare and I just Mm. look back on that experience so special and And I I did it to the end and
0: and things situations like that the, the schooling that you get from being around all that richness. Yeah, and you know, it's, and
1: you know when you do a show in New York that's running, that's, that's a hit, that's running, you know, once it opens and like, people get settled, mm-hmm. the, most of the time the creative team sort of goes away and mm-hmm. they have the tours and all that stuff. This particular show, you know, the Des, who was the director, got a lot of flag I think, for being still so involved. Mm. But this show, it was the cast was like... Untouchable, and like the show was in immaculate shape to the end.
0: And everybody was excited to be at work. We
1: were so proud yeah. to be a part of it. Yeah. Everybody, and we were such a family. It was mm-hmm. such a special, mm-hmm. special time. I
0: truly back. just miss that a lot. The family thing, like yeah. touching back on that again. And um, I just want to bring it on forward now to how we met. Yeah. You know, we met um, through a good friend, Billy Porter. Yes. Who One of my uh, oldest
1: dearest friends. Yeah. He hates when I use the word old, but <laughs> one of my longest friends. You know, Billy, we'll don't worry about
0: it. <laughs> but um, met you um, doing rehearsals for Science Hill Delivered. Yeah. Uh, starting 2002? Shaka Khan. 2002, yeah. yeah. I had just moved to L.A. in 2002.
1: That was one of those that experiences that are f- is frustrating to me because I don't think it never realized its potential. Mm-mm. And Mm-mm. it had so much
2: potential. Mm-mm. And
1: we just, we didn't have the time to... Evolve. Yeah. You know, it's, I think about it. How long did we run? Six weeks.
0: About six, six weeks. seven weeks. And I mean, it was it was it was business, too. But it was a busy. It was it, business. It was a
1: really intense two months, three yeah. months, or whatever we yeah. And yeah. like I go back and listen to audio tapes sometimes of mm-hmm. audio tapes of that <laughs> of that show. Yeah. And um, I'm like, oh God, it just it doesn't sound as good as it should. It's like well, we never had the we never had the time for it to ever settle right. ever. Right, we were, you know, we had two weeks to put it up.
0: Mm-hmm. Two weeks, and then
1: six week run. That's usually like previews, <laughs> and usually have like, you know, Broadway shows have six week rehearsal right, period, right? And then like a six mm-hmm. week preview period. So mm-hmm. you so it was like, like okay, okay,
0: here's your material, here's your stuff. Okay, we to we to to theater next week. I'm, I'm still out of breath. Like I don't even have <laughs> the song in my body yet. You know what <laughs> I mean? It's like, so I, I
1: think back on that experience as like an unfortunate, unrealized yeah. potential. Yeah. And I think it really. I was hoping
0: have, that he would do it again. I was wishing I was and hoping too, that and I think do it again.
1: I, you know, I, I can't speak for Billy, but I think it kind of... I think he's always wanted to do it again. I think mm-hmm. there was something that sort, of, um, sort of cracked his spirit a little bit. I think all of us, because mm-hmm. we put so much into it. It was mm-hmm. such an intense couple of yeah, months. Yeah, it was
0: like, um, you know, the train just stopped. Boom, and yeah, we're, and we're like, like, oh,
1: okay, uh, all right, uh, bye. Okay. Uh.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, and I think we all saw the potential of it, because oh, the music yeah. was like... Untouchable. Yeah, I yeah mean,
0: you can't go on. wrong with Stevie Wonder. Yeah, I mean, the cast: Reva Rice, Virginia Woodruff, Ron Kellum, right. Walter. What was Walter's? Walter McCready. Walter McCready. Stacey you, Stacy Francis. I mean,
2: yeah. Anyway, special. Hope, well, it was very special. And point. let
0: me tell you something. It was tough keeping up with all y'all. <laughs> I had no idea what I was getting myself into. It was a lot. Whew. But it was, it, was, it was a great learning experience. I, I appreciated the experience, but it was difficult. It yeah. was a hard one, especially vocally. And really strong vocally.
1: personalities, especially the women. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Very strong. Mm-hmm. Enough said. Yeah. Okay, then. So we'll be right back with some okay. more <laughs> right after this break. Go get some chicken or something. i will talk to you all in a minute. Bye. <laughs>
1: This is Matt Sarley and we're back And uh, I just want to share a little bit of a Little bit of an experience that I've had Throughout the years Um, You know, I've been very, very fortunate To have had the experiences that I've had And being able to work as much as I had As a young adult You know, but I did get to a point where The business changed And I didn't really feel like I was making the strides in my career In the way that I wanted to So I actually quit the business for three years And In that time, I felt a little bit of my soul starting to die in a weird sort of way. And I realized in that time that you really, you don't have to limit yourself to one thing in life. And I quit the business, got my real estate license and did really well in real estate and I thought, why am I not singing anymore? This is silly. Just because I'm doing this doesn't mean I can't write music and sing and work and do other things. It was a huge wake-up call for me because I realized in that moment that you can do whatever you want to do. You can do as many things as you want to do. And I think as a performer, as an actor, an artist, I think that we hinge our self-worth on our success. And I think that we make the relationship of if we're successful, if we're doing this, then we're better. But I don't think that's the way it is. I think we all have our own path and our own time in which we succeed. And since I let that go and I've come back to it, I've actually had more success, I feel like, in a weird sort of way. So, you know, ultimately I think that's what I've learned. It's like you, you have control over your destiny and you can make things happen if you want to.
0: Judges say 10, 10, 10? <laughs> no, really, that was, that was great because, you know, some people are deterred from their dreams. And yeah. totally give up. I mean, you, you stopped, but you didn't give up. I just gained a you different know? perspective. Yeah. yeah. And Sometimes it's okay to stop and reload.
1: Yeah, and it's and, you but know? you know what it is, too? And this is a big part of it. I think when I started not getting jobs that I felt like I should have gotten, mm-hmm. I was worried about what people thought. Mm. When my record deal, when I was signed to Universal, when the whole thing kind of didn't pan out the way I had hoped it would or mm-hmm. expected it to... Mm-hmm. I was c- concerned about what people thought. Yeah.
0: That was a big year, though, for you. That was, it was still delivered. Yeah, People Magazine. People Magazine, Bachelor of the Year. Yeah, there was a lot. And the record deal. There
1: was a lot of things going on. Moving and back a relationship. to New York and a relationship <laughs> with a high profile Tony Grammy winner now,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, at the time. And it was, um, yeah, there were a lot of things going on. Mm. And, you know, like I was telling you before, it, it was sort of a lot of almost. Mm hmm experiences, mm-hmm. you know, things, I almost, that
0: almost uh, happened. I got really close, but not quite. Did you feel kind of like Sisyphus? I don't even know what that is. The, the great the guy who was pushing the rock up and kept rolling. Yes, exactly. <laughs> down and a little, little bit.
1: A little bit. But you know what a <laughs> lot of it was too, and what I was thinking was, what are people going to think? And are people in the industry going to think that I'm a failure? Hmm. That's a lot of what, when at that time, but was going. We're
0: all guilty. We're all guilty. And you guilty. know what?
1: Nobody's thinking that. Nobody's (laughs) thinking that.
0: Nobody's caring. No one's even thinking thinking about about that It's a big conversation I had with
1: Joanne when Joanne (laughs) was transferring as a dancer to dance captain to choreographer. She Mm -hmm. was worried about what people thought. Girl, ain't no one thinking anything.
0: Right. Do what you gotta do. Big lesson I had to learn at that Mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. But you know, because we're conditioned into the audition and competition process. Yep. That it's lends, part of that, that process lends And that mindset itself to our thought process Definitely You know And if you don't make it Oh you weren't good enough.
1: I don't And it's funny I don't I don't have that thought process at all anymore I can be hard on myself And be critical of myself But I'm not really concerned about what people think mm-hmm. Because I've made a lot of things happen And I've made it I've really made it happen on my own
2: mm-hmm.
1: You know I'm not good at asking for favors Even though I know a lot of people in this business mm-hmm. I have a lot of friends that are yeah. Oscar winners Grammy winners Tony winners I mean like you name it mm-hmm. I have a hard time really asking for like hey could you put a good word in or could mm-hmm. you do this I don't know why I've just never I've just never been you, that you like guy. doing it yourself
0: yeah and you know
1: I, I'm trying to there's a part of me that's just too proud to ask for something
0: there I think people who just work it and it would be you know? great
1: you know and I work it cuz I am like you know master of self promotion as you have to be in this business but you know I, I don't know it's 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 to a fault sometimes too i think you know it's not always it's it's a noble way to be but sometimes it's not always the most
0: yeah. Well, you know, I was just touching this. I know you did, you went through the real estate phase, yeah, and that worked out well for you.
1: It did. But you know, it, it didn't at first because I was very resistant because once again I was concerned about what people thought. I thought he's, he's doing real estate because he failed in show business. When you know, I'd done five Broadway shows and had a record deal. I'd done a lot. Mm-hmm. And I was it was I was hard on myself in a short
2: period of time. Yeah. too.
1: and I was really hard on myself. Mm-hmm. And no no one was thinking that, you know, and um. I was very resistant at first and then they had called me like I said to do Chicago mm-hmm. on the road for three months mm-hmm. i never done the show i always wanted to do it that's my, my last hurrah mm-hmm. I had the best three months because I knew there was an end in sight mm-hmm. and I'd never done it I was like the only one in the cast who'd never done the mm-hmm. show so I just had this fresh perspective yeah. and I was yeah. happy to be there <laughs> and then um, after that I committed to doing real estate for like another two and a half years I was mm-hmm. very committed to it and I did very well very
0: very well But you kept your writing up not that. at that time not at that time
1: I did um, a benefit concert at the Ford Amphitheater the two years after this. myself. Mm-hmm. And I sang this Henry Krieger song, which you probably know from Tap Dance Kid, called My Luck is Changing. Oh, yes. A hit and battle oh, yes. a big song.
2: Oh yes. Oh, yes. oh, yes.
1: Like two key changes. Mm-hmm. It's like 11 o'clock number for a man, right. which doesn't exist very often. <laughs> exactly. exactly. And I got applause, like three applauses in the middle of, this, of the song. And I remember getting off stage. This is such a moment for me in my life, turning away. I got off stage and I'm like, no, I'm sorry. But it was such a moment. I'm like, and that's in that moment, I said, "Why am I nuts?" That's your first And somebody collab. turned to me and said, "Somebody who's known me for a long time, but I don't really know him, but he's he's known in the community." He said, "You have such a gift, but why? This is your this is what you're supposed you're supposed to be doing this. You're supposed to be giving this back to everybody. You need to keep doing." It. And it just that just resonated with me. And from that moment, I called my producer in New York. Who at that point had won a Grammy and was doing all this big stuff. Mm -hmm. And I said, Do we do an album together? He said, Yeah, man, let's do it. And he had just moved back to LA. And so we did my Here I Am album together. And that's when I got the Billboard 10 Best of the Year. And Mm -hmm. it was sort of like me getting back into it. It was sort of my resurgence. And, Mm -hmm. you know, with that came a bunch of other, like dance singles and Billboard and, you know, chart. I've never had this stuff on the chart before. And (laughs) I made it all happen on my own. On your own. That's yeah, and, then it came. And,
0: you're, and you're in a couple of um, you got an, you're in, your music's in Smash. Actually, I sang, heard. I sang. You on it. sang on I Smash. Sang it. My Actually, Andy on camera. No, you hear oh, me. you hear you. Yeah. Okay, okay.
1: Yeah. Andy, my producer, who's always been my he's been my producer for 15 years. Mm-hmm. He produced everything I've done, pretty much, except for a couple of the dance songs. Mm-hmm. Um, was the music producer on the first season? Cool. So I did some session work for nice. the, the okay.
0: show. And what about Cinderella?
1: Cinderella. I did a bunch of stuff for Disney. This is when I was living here. That's was right, right before Science delivered. Before, mm-hmm. yeah, that was with Rob Marshall, Whitney mm-hmm. Houston, and Brandi. Right right, 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 right. Movie, and then I did Annie, which was with uh, Audra McDonald mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, um, and then I did Geppetto, which was uh, Drew Carey. Oh all right. so it was my Disney phase for like a year and a half, which was good. <laughs> good to me. I'm thankful for that. So.
0: All right, and now you have this new release. Coming out. Yep. Change Begins With Me.
1: Yep. This is the fourth single from the album, which is also called Change Begins With Me. Um, I wrote all the songs on the album. Um, and, uh, you know, this album basically is a journal of sorts after a tough breakup I had of my, with my ex, mm-hmm. a four year relationship. And um, it sort of goes through the various stages of healing, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. The first song I wrote for the album is called Forgive Me For Not Forgiving You. Mm. So you can sort of put those pieces Mm -hmm, together. mm -hmm. And the last song I wrote, or the last two songs were Apology, Mm -hmm. which is basically taking responsibility and owning up. Mm -hmm. And Change Begins With Me, which is basically um, self-empowerment and it's a declaration, basically sort of an anthemic declaration of really taking control of your life and taking responsibility and ownership and realizing that you're not a victim, and that if you want things to be different and better, change it. I
2: used to fall. So fast I'd give everything I had They'd take it, give them my heart And they would break it But that was then And now I'm standing tall It's all beneath me This strength somehow freed me It's like I've turned a new page And finally I can see it now all so clear All my answers were always here I was so blind but now I see that if I want I won't repeat them No, I won't search For someone or something To try to fulfill me Honoring myself has healed me Oh yes, I've turned
0: Special, Mr. Matt Zarley. The change begins with me. You got some spare change? Can I Have some change? <laughs> change it. You don't, change like, it? It. You don't, change don't it. like it? Change it. Yes. Wow. Well, I thank you for taking this time with me today. This has been a nice recap and catch up.
1: Oh, it was my pleasure. You know, after not seeing you me. for a
0: while, and um, I would love people to know more about you. you have a sh- this show coming up. I do. Bil- Broadway, to Bil- Bo- Bil- Broad-
1: Broadway to Billboard. Broadway yeah. to Billboard. Broadway to Billboard, and it's um it's gonna be it's in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. It's at uh, Rockwell, which was if I mean if if you were like theater or music lovers, you probably know this place as either Bar or Vermont. Yes. Which is on Vermont, yes. just north of Hollywood Boulevard. Mm-hmm. What they've done is they've completely renovated the whole place. They knocked mm-hmm. the wall down, All right. and it's just one huge beautiful stunning space really um so I'm doing my show at this cool. particular venue nice August 27th it's at 8 o'clock mm-hmm. I think the cover it might be like 20 bucks I think maybe mm-hmm. um with my band so it'll be a full live
0: it'll be like probably like
1: an hour and a half show oh, cool. um you can check out the best probably the best way to check out the um the event is probably go to, go to my Facebook page
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, which is Matt Zarley M-A-T-T-Z-A-R-L-E-Y mm-hmm. uh, or you can go to mattzarley.com and I'm on YouTube and I'm on Twitter um, I'm on Spotify I'm on <laughs> SoundCloud I'm on iTunes I'm on everything LinkedIn yeah. and Plaxo and you know what I didn't hop on the LinkedIn, LinkedIn train LinkedIn. or Plaxo okay. I was like you know what
0: you got enough going on <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah um, but yeah so come check it out it's going yeah. to be great do you
0: have I think- any guests performers with you? You know what? Any surprises? We it's might. Maybe some surprises. Um,
1: my new video for Change Begins With Me mm-hmm. comes out the same day. Woo-hoo. So the plan is, hopefully if they can get the videos all installed by then, yes. is to premiere it at the party. Oh, lovely. Yeah. So it kind of depends, because nice. it's, like I said, it's a brand new renovation if they got it done yet in time. Nice. So if not, it'll be online and everywhere on that day. Cool. So yeah, it's going to be great. The, my band is awesome. Mm. They're incredible. My How own? many
0: pieces? Four pieces. All right. I celebrate them Yeah,
1: they're really, really great. My yeah. music director is doing the X Factor right
0: now. So. righty then. So, yeah, he's amazing. Okay. So he's the guitar player. <laughs>
1: so it's it's really it's gonna be rocking. Cool.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well thank you, Matt. Zarling. My pleasure. I'm thanks so for having happy me. you've come into oh, Uncle Earl's Hot Box. Well
1: thanks for having me. sorry <laughs> it took so long to get here.
0: No, but you know what? The universe knows what it's doing. Yes. And this was the right time. It was.
1: I love you Love you, too. Okay. Have a good day, ladies and
0: gentlemen. There will be so much more coming. Hang in there. You never know what to expect with Uncle Earl in the underground. See ya. Hey, 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 ladies and gentlemen, how are you doing? This is Uncle Earl, your host, Captain and DJ. I hope you enjoyed this excursion with Matt Zarley today, and I have a surprise for you. You know how it is in Uncle Earl's hot box. You never know who's going to drop in or stop by, and I got a buddy of mine that dropped in. Mr. Daniel Paul Nelson. How you doing, Daniel?
3: Doing good, Lace. Doing good, man. Good to see you.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. See, God works in mysterious ways, doesn't he? Hey, yes, he does. But he's working. Yes, he does. He's
3: working a lot <laughs> and vigorously. So, how are you doing these days? Things are well. Yeah. I'm loving life, uh, doing, doing music, and staying close to my friends. Mm-hmm. You, you know?
0: done ran on down here from Santa Cruz?
3: I did indeed. Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: We got a little taste of time. <laughs> a little taste of time.
3: We've been talking on the phone, but we got together. We did indeed. And uh, KJ is good. Came from the beach to the beach, <laughs> and uh, just for everybody out there, Lacey is a—he's is a, a superb brother. He's been at this this artwork for his whole life. You know, it's a, it's an honor to be here in LA and get a chance to connect with an old hand like yourself. Oh, of sure course, Lacey and I are old friends, <laughs> but, but there's also the they professional don't have to
0: know side. all that. another business. <laughs> 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 no, but thank you for being who you are and the support you've given me through this time. You, oh, you know, you've been there with me for me at me to me (laughs) you
3: you you are welcome and ditto yes yes yes
0: so um ladies and gentlemen this is just a little treat he just happened to be in town and um i have some of his music here he did a cd and it is called awakening and um it's been a process right it has been
3: been an adventure yes Mm -hmm. it has i just to give a little bit of history so i i went to school in boston at the age of 18 i went to harvard Mm -hmm. and uh decided that that was not the place for me at that time so i left adventured, traveled, did my thing, then decided to go back to music school when I was 27.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So I did two years of schooling at Sarah Lawrence in music uh, in yeah, New York. Yeah loved that left there with, with a good amount of training and then decided to go back to Harvard to finish my degree and while I was there I did this album so just to give a couple of shot, shout outs yes. we, we did the, most of the recording at Mad Oak Studios in Austin Massachusetts uh, the band is from New York a lot of guys that I met through the church circuit down in New York mm-hmm. City mm-hmm. most of these guys are from Queens and, and
4: uh, yes of course, of course. <laughs> that's
3: right we were close close to your, your hood actually yeah, right?
0: yeah and I must say the 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 mixture of your CD is really nice. I mean, it's very eclectic. You have a lot of different styles on it, and this is one of my favorites I'm playing right now, Stay True. Stay True? Yeah. One of, one of my yeah.
3: earliest songs. I wrote, yeah. I wrote the song very early. Mm-hmm. A yeah, long time ago. Yeah, but it's nice. It has a nice little vibe. You get to cry, Irieman. And you also here with your brother, yes. Stepworthy. Ste- Stepworthy, the yeah. freedom dweller. D- D- mm-hmm. Dagan, his name is. Uh, he's, he's a... Uh, uh, he's a conscious rapper, is what he is. Mm-hmm. He, he delivers yeah. conscious raps. Yeah, a Spir- lot, lot of spirituality in his music. Mm-hmm. I guess we're gonna play one of his tracks. Oh to, yeah, we
0: will. To we're cool. gonna do. We're, we're gonna do "Form Fresh" in a bit. But cool. I just wanna say that he also appears on my CD. Yes,
3: he does. We did a single
0: together yes, called back, "Back to the Days. Back to the days, which is apropos for right now. What's going oh, on? So that's coming day. out in the fall. Yes. Yeah, they'll be hearing it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, so excellent. thank you. So, is there anything you'd like to leave the listeners with?
3: Just want to mention that I, pr- I produced this album that, that, that Stepworthy did here. So, the song that you're going to hear, I, I had a little bit of a, a role in getting this to happen. Dagan is a fantastic artist, it, it was a blessing to work together. Uh, a new experience to be doing rap stuff uh, with him, but that, that was that was a, it was a blessing.
0: Mm-hmm. You got a website for them? Yes, uh, your stuff.
3: <laughs> my 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 I, give it I, it. I, my stuff can be found. Well, just what you want to do is go to CD Baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a record label, and the music right now is up is up at the record label's website, which is MaximinRecords.com. M A X I M I N uh, it's an interesting uh, word that I'm not going to go into at the moment in terms <laughs> okay. of its meaning, but that's where it is, and it's going to s- switch over soon to DanielPaulNelson.com. I'm going to get the URL switched over, cool. and then Dagan's record is is at Stepworthy.com. Uh, cool, easier to remember. Cool, yeah. yeah. What
0: well, we've listened to, stay true, and now uh, here is a taste of Dagan Stepworthy with Warm Fresh. Check it out. Hello? Hello?
4: Hello? Time's traveling, text forever, blessed. And whispers and rest, confession, my testimonials started in raps. My rhyme raveling nest. Gifted, so godly guarded. In fact, whether left alone or not, it would hardly bother me. Spiritual savant, miracles you need a want. So follow me. Help a healer on a haunt for demons in the oddity. While taking people on peaceful pilgrimage, dedication of a prodigy, chilling deep up in the hidden villages. My story, missing scriptures, written in glory, encrypted music pictures, bringing obligatory missions, singing linguistic as a sophisticated mission. Bother me not, the foam, fresh, water and rock, Father of the thought brought mighty. Time's traveling test, catching whispers in my rest. Forever blessed, forever blessed. Father me not, the foam, fresh, water and rock, Father of the thought brought mighty. Time's traveling test, catching whispers in my rest.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: by the right, samurai samurai you
4: if you want out? more, you're gonna have to go right
0: buy it. Okay, mom, we give it up a little bit, but you must do some research and check it out. <laughs> so, um, thank you, Daniel, for coming in here and hanging out with Uncle <laughs> in the hot <laughs> box. <laughs> So, you're back on your journey up to Santa Cruz today?
3: Yes, we're headed out. Yeah. And you're going to be coming it. back down, right? Yes, you're gonna do yes. Some more? the plan is to make, make my way back here on a kind of a permanent basis before the end of the year. We'll come do some LA time.
0: Okay. Yes. Come on, dear. Okay. Come on, be here with you. All right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in today to the Underground Experience. Please go to our website, www.ultimateunderground.com, find out what's going on with the movement, what's going on with Uncle Earl. We have the Occupy the Industry movement happening, and we will be doing an event this coming fall. So if you want to be in the know, check it out, www.ultimateunderground.com, where you'll find news, updates, podcasts, videos, and blog. Okay, then? Don't have too much chicken. (laughs) I'll talk to you later. Ciao.